The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover a positive path for spiritual living. Welcome to Voices of Unity with Rev. Jackie Fernandez. This is Jackie Fernandez, and it's my great joy to bring back for part three of our two, no, part three of our three-part series. (laughs) And we're off, we're off with a bang. Welcome to Voices of Unity. Welcome back, Reverend Kelly Isla. May I please today sit at the feet of the master, oh my God, Kelly Isla. Yeah, you have to stop that. It's not good. It's, not. it's so good. It's so I'm, good. I'm working my way through this too, like the rest of us. So. You are, but um, I mean, you're older than me. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. We're, but well, we're, we're actually both Gen Xers, though. So. We are both Gen Xers. So, and um, yeah, so I mean, I learned so much from you. <laughs> and you were one of my seminary instructors you were one of my first SEE instructors so I've been looking up to you oh that's right I've been sitting at your feet for a long time (laughs) and you know I am better for it well thank you thank you thank you very much you know when you do ministry the way I do which is I'm just sort of a gad about you know I'm not in a church Mm -hmm. um but out and about, you don't always, you know, when you're in one community, I think sometimes there, it can be a little easier to see, to have relationships and see maybe your contribution or, you know, uh, what what people glean from, you know, whatever you teach, your presence, your counseling, you know, anything. And you may hear things also maybe more often, but when you're out and about and when you're, you know, you just serve wherever you are. It, there are moments, there have been moments over the last however many years where I'm like, okay, is this actually contributing something? Because there's not, a, you don't always have a connection, you know? Right. Uh, Even with, yeah, you're not always getting that feedback. Yeah. And it's a tricky, like, it can be a slippery slope because I don't want to depend on my worth to be, you know, what people say outside of you, but you'd like to know a little something once in a while, maybe. Yeah. Is it landing? right yes yeah <laughs> does it does it have impact and meaning well i'm here to tell you and i know so many people I, I, you know i see the feedback that you get from students because now i i teach you know at uwsi as well yes, and, yes. um and yeah. so you know i hear it on a regular basis but you know for me yeah. i mean you here's what i say about you behind your back <laughs> okay are you ready to hear it okay i think so i've i've i'm <laughs> I've girded my loins. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, the title of today's show, as I just very recently decided, was is it's good to be alive. Um, yeah. But here's here's what I say about you behind your back. And now I'm just going to say it to your face, Kelly. OK, <laughs> is that um, w- my most pivotal experience in seminary, more specifically in um, homiletics, was mm-hmm. with you. I mean, you you shifted, you were part of me becoming um, a pulpit minister Wow! In, in my own eyes. 
when I went to seminary, I had zero intention, zero intention of ever being a pulpit minister. Um, I wanted to work in a church, but I wanted to teach. And I wanted, I thought, you know, I could be an associate somewhere where I can teach. That's my jam. Gosh. Did you know that? I did not. I did not. And um, of course, as you do know, I, towards the end of seminary, I started, I I became staff member at Unity Worldwide Ministries working in AV. Mm -hmm. That was my career for, you know, many years. And I was able to do that and serve the Unity Movement and then at um, headquarters. Um, And now I'm at a church, but it was in homiletics. You were my coach for my very first sermon, which was not graded yet. I I signed up as sort of extra credit because I wanted the extra practice. And, um, you know, that, that process was very overwhelming to me. I didn't think I was good at it. I, um, and you took the way you worked with me, one, you, you built up my confidence, but it was through what you did with my talk. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I've never told you so, that because that's okay. It's after so that sweet. time, I, you know, we should say things to each other's faces more often. <laughs> well, you know what? That fits in perfectly with your, you know, the topic and what we're talking mm-hmm. about today. We, we yeah. do need to, I don't know that I want to say this should, cause I have enough of those and I understand, you know, just to, yeah, to say something. Yeah. Well, you, no, helped, you helped what I want. Yeah, you helped what I wanted to say come alive. You helped give me mm. structure. You helped me think about it in a different way, and um, and so and you weren't easy on me. You weren't <laughs> hard on me, but you took me seriously, more seriously yeah. than I took myself. And I thought, okay, mm. I got to I got to show up for this. And, um, and I wanted, you know, I wanted to do well. I wanted you to think I was doing well. I wanted, you know, um, and I wanted to do well for myself. Um, but when, then when the service actually happened and I stood up to give my talk, it, it, there was, it was a holy moment. And I thought, oh, actually, this is what I'm going to do. It was a, it was revealed to me through me and, um, and it was amazing. It is still, I, I mean, I remember it in my body and in my mind mm-hmm. and in my heart. Like it was just this morning. Um, it was so visceral. Yeah. And um, so you were, you were, and will forever be part of that story for me. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We are part so, of each other's stories. That's the stories we need to be telling. Yes, we're yeah. on this path together. We've I, we've called each other to, you know, to this path together, and um, and it's amazing. You bless me. You bless me, Kelly. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So um, so I'll just send anyone who has any complaint about <laughs> about me to you. That was her fault. She did it. You know, I was That's minding right. my own business, and Kelly came along. <laughs> So you can take it to her. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, yep. I'm having a great time, you know, and, um, you know, loving you know, my my peeps. I'll give a shout out to Unity Church of Overland Park. Um, we Today we moved into our, our new building. Um, oh. And by saying moving, we haven't actually moved anything, but we had our first meeting here. And there is a podcast room in the building. And so I'm, oh, I'm, nice. I'm live from the podcast room. I'll, I'll take a selfie here in a little bit and, and, and post that so people can see. So it's exciting times. And, you know, yeah. back to 
the title of the show. It's good to be alive. It's spring. We're getting yeah. some sunny weather. You know, we're out of the polar vortex, at least momentarily. <laughs> we went from polar vortex to summer. Yeah, I know. Why waste and time in between? Right? Why waste time? Let's just get to it, right? Let's full throttle. Let's do it. Um, and I know some really wonderful things are happening in your world. And, um, well, if things things worth noting. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, even before I even say it's wonderful or not, I'll just say things worth noting. It is. And, I'll say it's wonderful. Okay, good. Yes. 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 Good. Thank you for that. So yes. what would you like to share about it? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, a new adventure, adventure or venture or, you know, I really hesitate to use the term online ministry because ministry can, for some people, can have a, a sort of a limiting definition. But it's um, uh, Ogan, Reverend Ogan Holder and I um, are launching um, an online world, and we call it, um, it's called Project Sanctus, S-A-N-C-T-U-S, and you can go to projectsanctus.com, and because um, Sanctus is Latin for holy, so uh-huh. it's, it's project, quote-unquote, holy, and our tagline is get your holy on it. I love it. Yeah, so it's so it's an online space, you know, communities, and it'll there's two different memberships that that someone can subscribe to. But what what the bottom line is is that we're creating a safe, brave online space to be our holiest selves together. So being your holy self is wherever you are, whatever you do, whether you're a dancer or a chef or a pastor or um, you know, it doesn't, whatever it is that you do, if you're doing that from your, from your holy self, from where you, you know, where you have a passion, where you get clarity on, you know, your own giftedness, where you get clarity on, um, you know, who you are, as well as what you are, and what you bring to the world. That's the get, you know, getting your getting our holy on. Um, Right. I love it. So in whatever flavor is you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I love so there's it. not a, you know, we one of the membership uh, levels includes um, access to some video interviews with, with different people that we're calling Project Sanctus avatars. So they're people that are, um, that what they do, you know, for, for a living, you know, the, where they, for the most part, where they, you know, earn their income and do for a living is, um, you know, they came to it kind of through their own inner work and owning, you know, their, their gifts and, and through their own deep wisdom landed in what they're doing for a living. And one of them is a woman who does, who teaches dance, but it's not about, she teaches dance, but it's for people of all sizes. So she has a lot of people in her classes that are, she, her tagline is let's get our jiggle on. So I love it. I, I love know. it. I know. So that tells you that people are not, you know, the already a ballet dancer or no, you know, can do choreographed things. They're just everyday people and she's connecting them to their bodies, you know, and that it's holy. And uh-huh. one of her things is, is she dances in stilettos. And I had said to her, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I'm there yet, but I can get on board with getting your jiggle on. Maybe down the road. <laughs> stilettos. <laughs> But and she's not like this tiny skinny woman either, like this preconceived idiotic notion we have in our culture, you know, of what a dancer is supposed to look like. Right. And they might be, 
but that doesn't have to be or should be or or as the standard, you know. Right. So, um, but it's about, you know, we don't want people to hold back. We want them to, um, you know, do your inner work of healing and whatever woundedness that keeps you from expressing, the, you know, how great you are. I love it. So how how can people get their holy on? <laughs> so right now, our, our official launch is March 21st. So right now, you can go to projectsanctus.com and just get yourself on, on a mailing list so that when we go live, you get notified. And in the meantime, we're kind of just a little bit soft on, um, you can find us on Instagram at uh, get our holy on. And the same thing with Facebook. And so we'll be just sort of leaking, you know, dripping a few things out here and there softly as we prepare for the big launch. Okay. I love it. I love it. So connect with you on social, get all the updates, go to the website, sign up. Uh, You have a a mailing list. Yeah, that's what's uh, just up on the, the website right now is just a little form, your name and email so that you can get notified when it does all go live and you can have, you know, all the information about membership and stuff. Awesome. Congratulations. I see many wonderful and good things happening with that. Yes. For in and through the God goddess we know as Ogan Holder <laughs> and Kelly Isola. Oh my God. I know. I know. <laughs> so for those of you who didn't hear um, our first two episodes together, <laughs> you'll have to go back and listen to get the oh my god joke and it's not a joke here i'm saying it seriously but i'm also being silly with it because of you know because it feels that way and because i know that that you get that and and have fun with that um it's good to be alive kelly it is good to be alive so good to be alive even when i think it's not it's still good to be alive yeah i mean it it truly beats the alternative (laughs) yeah yeah. You know, I mean, I think, I don't know, maybe. Well, not. I know. I realized as soon as you said that, I thought maybe, you know, maybe. Um, we've had a lot of people in the last year leave. Mm. A lot of people leave. And I think, uh, you know, and I'm, when I say leave, I mean died. Right. You know, and I think that um, there's just, I honestly believe that for some it was, I'm, I didn't sign up for this. And I don't mean it as like quitting at all. It's just, I think our, we just know, you know, I, I think um, having, you know, been with lots of people when they died, I, we just, you know, the body, the soul, the spirit, whatever consciousness knows when it's time. And I think there's, you know, for some people they're just, okay, I've done my work. I'm done. Yeah. Time to go. Um, and I don't, you know, my own experience, um, you know, I, I posted on March 7th, uh, two days ago is five years ago on that date, I got out of the hospital in Flagstaff. I had been in the hospital for a few weeks and had become gravely ill. I was part of the time in ICU. I was on life support. I was completely septic and find out after the fact, people are having conversations about what's life like, you know, when Kelly dies, what, you know, and it's a very bizarre to hear people you know, tell you their conversations about you not being here. Um, it wasn't disturbing. It was just surreal. And, but in that time, I had a couple near-death experiences. And I have to say that one of the things that has made, you know, it's good to be alive where there are, I have had moments where I'm like, is it? Um, 
only because having had that experience, I, I, ha I may have a sense of what is on the other side because I kind of visited the other side. And I don't know when I do die and permanently leave this earth that that's what I would experience. But I'll tell you what, there's, um, there's a whole lot of pain in this world. This world is a whole lot more difficult. And to we can say it's good to be alive, but there are times then that, uh, you know, and I say absolutely, and I can say that because I've worked hard to, and I'm still, I'm really not altogether here back in my body. Um, it's almost impossible to be when you've, you know, everything just changes and shifts and it's rearranged in a way that takes a long time to sort of integrate and but to say it's good to be alive can be very easy to say, but to actually live alive is a different story, is a different conversation. It takes some work. And yeah. frankly, there are moments when I just don't want to work that hard, um, especially during COVID, right? Yeah, it's relentless. And it is. It's relentless and it forces us to build our resiliency. And we are, I think, we have been many ways been forced to do what we started the show with is these conversations about what, so, you know, what are we to each other? You know, what, why are, what are we doing together? Um, what are we creating? What are we building? What are we communicating? You know, does someone even know, um, you know, that I never mind love them. Do they even know I like them? I think like is harder to talk about than love. Um, yeah. But, I, I think anyway, but yeah, it is, it is good to be alive and, and it, it, for, for a whole lot of reasons. Um, if I can see a different world, if I can see a better world, then I have a, a responsibility to, to contribute to it. Like it doesn't happen without me. It doesn't just happen on its own. No. And it doesn't happen. Like if one person doesn't have peace then, then no one has peace, mm. which is a really tough concept to wrap your head around. That was the other day I also posted something on Facebook about these. I called them non-brain wrappable. Uh -huh. I saw things that. You can't yes. wrap, yeah, you yes. can't wrap your brain around them, so stop trying. Mm -hmm. And it's okay that I can't wrap my brain around it. Just go with it. Yeah. Right? And it's the same yeah. thing with it's good to be alive. It's good to be alive because I have something to contribute I because I am here. And I may never see the fruits of my labor. That doesn't mean I don't do the labor. Right. So when you talk about doing the work, so I, I'm hearing it in kind of two different ways, the, like the fruits mm. of your labor, doing the work of service, the work of love, the work of connecting, the work of community. And I'm also hearing you touch on the inner work. Yes. So let's unpack that a little bit. Yes. Which way you want to go? Uh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I mean, <laughs> I I don't know. Like, and you mentioned the pandemic too. Man, I sometimes I'm tired of the inner work. Some days. I know. Yes. Stop. I mean, I'm like, I just, anymore. I just need a break. I need yes. a relief. I need easy. I need just easy. Um, and that works for a little bit, you know. Right. And then well, it's because it's a giant paradox. Yes. Ugh. Care for self, care for others. Right? Yes. So 
and I'm with you. I like no more self-reflecting, please. Just mm-hmm. I'd rather have a hot poker in my eyes, swirl it around. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to look inside anymore. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, and the one of the easiest, I'll say easy. One of the most efficient or simple ways to sort of get over ourselves or to redirect our attention is to to go out and be in service quickest way you mm-hmm. want to not self-reflect then go go do something to help someone else mm-hmm. i'll tell you what you'll get over yourself right quick mm-hmm. yes and and that relief comes in that totally absolutely right? absolutely so it's um, not an either or and it's not a i have to start here before i do this here it's you know there's the interior and the exterior work and they're going on simultaneously Mm-hmm. It's just where is my conscious awareness, you know, around what I'm doing. Um, yeah. And in service, you know, out in the world can, you know, find out, um, you know, there's that neighborhood app. You can find people in your own neighborhood. That, do they need something from the grocery store? Do they need a ride to the doctor? Or you can, you know, go, um, there's several apps that will help you find, you know, service uh, organization, you know, within your own town, you know, if you wanted to go out and, um Go to live, you know, if the library's open, go and read books or mm-hmm. get online and read books. <laughs> yes. Um, to kids. Uh, or, you know, there's always, there are, you know, every community has marginalized, you know, populations. So go do something that's not, you know, I, there's this term that's been floating around in my head that the mar- marginalized communities live in a borrowed world. And, I was like, the borrowed world, meaning the world that they live in is not, for the most part, marginalized populations and communities are, you know, people of culture. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and so they live in a world that's, you know, the that's, uh, the world they live in is a white privileged world. So the world they live in, in some sense, is a borrowed world, not one, you know, created you know they they could possibly have created contributed to so mm-hmm. so go go you know be in support um some people are just better at you know getting down at the city building and helping change policy others are other people are more one-on-one connected um you know the list is never ending no, it isn't. I'm just, I'm kind of just a little stunned at that statement. I'm just really like oh, taking it in. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a conversation stopper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I feel it, you know, I mean, um, my wife and I are looking for a house to buy mm. and um, it has brought up a lot of exactly that mm. for me, you know, because what neighborhood do we go into? And if my name is on the application or even as a same-sex couple, if, you know, like a lot of buyers will create buyer letters and to sort of appeal their case to the seller because the the market is so insanely competitive right now. Um, And so people will like, but we didn't do that because we thought, well, it could count against us. Um, you know, to make that apparent to someone. And so like it, there's, I'm like in the year 2021, Yeah, I can't 
buy a house in a liberating way, <laughs> you know, yeah. and um, and it's frustrating. And you know, you she's Caucasian, and so there are some some similarities. She's also in a same-sex relationship, but she's Caucasian, and so there's a difference there. And you know, we had a conversation last night, and it's even challenging for me to share with her what it feels like for me and the sort of weight that I carry when I'm thinking about that. Because at the same time, when I'm looking at different neighborhoods that I think I don't fit in here, there's also a part of me that wants that so I can prove that I can have it. Right. And that part of me, I also hate because I don't actually want that. I want to live somewhere where I feel safe, where my family feels safe, where my kids feel safe and um, where there are neighbors who look like us or, and and different from us, like where there's variety and diversity and, um, you know, hello Midwest. So I know that, (laughs) but that was, you know, when I first moved here, that was one of the first things in my mind I thought. You know, here in Lee Summit, Missouri, I'm like, wow, it's kind of creamy white here. I had yeah. been coming from Phoenix, and um, I, I know it sounds terrible. I'm dogging on Lee Summit. I'm not. I'm. I'm just. It's the nature of you know what has you know white settlers come in and and you know take land, um, mm-hmm. indigenous, and that's who's here, and it's a former slave state, and so it's you know yes, it's very white. So anyway. I don't want to get on my soapbox too much. Well, it's no, but it is. And it's a thing because it it creates this inner conflict with me when, you know, when I'm like, okay, well, if I, if I don't want to play into, you know, redlining, (laughs) if I don't want to play into that idea that I don't belong, then I should go into a place and live there, you know, a place where there's no one like, yeah. And but that doesn't feel safe and it, and it doesn't feel good. And, um, I'm, you know, I'm already like my, my family's on the West coast. So, and I've been in the Midwest for a long time, you know, more than half my life now. Um, Mm -hmm. but like, so how far out of my comfort zone do I have to keep going to prove anything? And when it's about proving something then I'm, I'm, I'm no longer in alignment with myself. And so that takes me back to, okay, well, we found, um, oh, that music means it's our break. So cliffhanger, um, (laughs) we'll talk more about that and more about all the ways it's good to be alive and how we get to, to really embodying that feeling. Reverend Kelly, it's the Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Voices of Unity with Rev. Jackie Fernandez. And we are back with Reverend Kelly Isola. I'm Jackie Fernandez, and we uh, left you on a cliffhanger here before the break. <laughs> so <laughs> I just I'm talking about my um, my wife and I looking for a house to buy in the sort of inner conflict in me that I've experienced um, with 
wanting to be able to live in neighborhoods that I don't feel like I belong in just so I can prove to myself that I can do that. I can belong there and actually realizing that, but that's out of alignment and integrity with me. And so what we did, what I started to say, what we had this experience this weekend where we went driving around and I took Tammy to uh, a neighborhood that I love and why I haven't taken her there before, I don't know, but we had some time and it was a beautiful sunny day. And so we went driving around and I tell you what, Kelly, the birds were singing, the sun was shining, the dogs were wagging their tails and everybody we saw, everyone who was outside and there were a lot either sitting on their porches, walking down the street, the sidewalks stopped and waved. Even children riding bikes looked at us and smiled and waved. And we had not experienced that in any neighborhood. We've been looking for a month and a half. We've been to a lot of neighborhoods and we have not experienced that. And it just felt like home. It felt like we were being welcomed home. And um, Tammy made the suggestion after, after that experience, she said, why don't we just narrow our search area? just to this school district that and and specifically this very short um radius of um of neighborhood and can we be that bold and i was like yes we can yes we can it just immediately we felt it we felt like this is home we belong here and it's not you know i was talking about diversity lack of diversity it's not that it was a diverse neighborhood the school district there is more diverse. And my kids have been in that for that reason um, all along. And uh, Josie will be graduating there this this May. And um, so that will be there. But it doesn't feel like you're in the suburbs. Actually, there's lots of property in each with each house. So it feels like you're kind of maybe in the country, you've got space. But the fact that everybody was so friendly, and even if it was, I don't know, it felt a little magical. I'll say that. Because it was so, cool. it, there was just a, um, we were vibing. We were vibing, Kelly. Nice. <laughs> with the neighbors, our new neighbors. Like, that's how we're, we're talking about it now. It's like our new neighbors. And, right, you're already claiming the neighbors. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, and I yeah. felt, we felt like they were claiming us and welcoming us. Yeah. And so it's, but that safe, like the safety of clarity, yes. we got clear. Yeah. And, and we got bold, but not really because we were so clear. It just made sense. It right. lifted so much stress and anxiety about this whole process for us. But also then what happened is it gave me the space to really recognize what I've been experiencing internally that, you know, the two offers we put on, on houses before in, in, in the last month were in areas that I don't actually want to live. And, um, I was trying to prove something to myself or whatever to someone else. I don't know. Um, yeah. And so I, I just was able to just be with that and realize, one, I, I really don't have to do that, but this is this is actually what's been happening. And I, I felt that space and safety to be able to just be with that. It's good to be alive. It's good to be alive. Yeah. We learned so much. That's we, when it's, that's, well, that's where that, you know, comes in. It's, you know, so you could have, so let's say, um, you know, one of the other offers had been accepted and and you had, and, and you may have absolutely loved the house, but, um, I, I don't know that I, of course it's good to be alive. You know, you're able to buy a house and live there, but to, but to, to put that image next to what you just described, that's that it's good to be alive. Like I, yes. it's not the perfection, 
it's not the um you know it may not be the last house you ever buy and and it you know it you know whatever there's there's all these pieces parts of again not the perfection it's just it's life like am I finding life you know the yes. energy of life within this experience um yes. and what's interesting about that is that there's actually there's studies that show you know we there's off you know this are am I happy like looking at happiness um and about being happy and and it's good to be happy and and to have moments and times experiences that are happiness but what studies that science is showing and studies are showing is that what what actually is contributing to greater health and well-being is things that are meaningful is that so again is what is things that are meaningful meaningful yes meaningful. having meaning yes yeah. So there could be happiness built into that, but it's it's about being meaningful. And for me, that translates to life, right? So yes. it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, some of the most difficult things in life have, you know, powerful, deep, sometimes no words, you know, meaningful. Um, and that contributes to our health and well-being. That contributes to, oh, there's that thread of life, you know, in it, Um and to see that thread of life and to claim that thread of life and not looking for the perfection. And, and, you know, just, I think, and, you know, it's good to be that sense of it's good to be alive is really nonverbal. It's that we just know, like you said, I just know, and you're in alignment with your own values and you're in alignment with your desire and, you know, and desire is not a bad thing. And you're in alignment. What's, you know, what's meaningful for you, what's meaningful for your wife and your children and, and, you know, and our well-being. And from that comes things that are happiness. But it's the meaningful, I think, is that yes. looking for that, that life, lifeline, so to speak. Um, Absolutely. And, and that's what, um, you know, when I was talking earlier about, uh, you know, being in a hospital and getting out and and it's been five years, which in some ways sounds like a long time. In other ways, it's not so much. But, um, you know, there's just the element of what went on. There's there's pieces of you that are lost, that are just gone because of the nature of the experience. And it's what happens. And, and then having to, and you don't, you think you have to go find them. And it's not about finding them. It's finding the life, mm. yes. Um, yes. you know, within something. So it's... Um, you know, so it is good to be alive, even on some of the darkest days that I'm like, I, you know what, it was much more peaceful on the other side. Like life mm -hmm. was easier. It wasn't so hard. I didn't have to do all this dang self-reflecting. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was just this element of peace and, um, you know, lots of nonverbal can explain it. But um, yeah, it is, it is good to be alive, even in the mud and the muck. Yes. And I, I love that how you're saying it's not measured by any preconceived notion of what a good life should be. And it's right. so hard for us, even me, like what I'm describing is fighting what society would tell us, you know, mm. is important and validating and, you know, life giving, but versus what's truly life giving for each of us and um, being able to tap into that and stay true to that. Um in the midst of any circumstance is how we experience what you're talking about, that, that good to be aliveness, that, um, the goodness in life 
can be experienced even on our darkest days right. when we stay in alignment um, with, with who we are and how we experience our own iteration of divinity. You know, yep. You know, uh, the late representative John Lewis, um, he's, he's, uh, he's been a mentor of mine for a long time. He just doesn't know it. Um, <laughs> and he still is, you know, from the other yeah, side. For sure. But he's, he's, he, he was, you know, he was called the conscience of Congress. Um, and he talked about love all the time. <sighs> and it's hard to imagine, you know, a congressman talking about love. And yet he always did. And one of the things, and he was very, um, uh, very faith-filled man. He used to, when he was little, he would preach to the chickens. In his, on a, you know, he grew up on this little farm and he would preach to the chickens. That's hilarious. And, um, I know. <laughs> Can you see this 10 year old preaching to the chickens? <laughs> um, but he, he talked about love. And one of the things that he, he talked about, um, he would say that every, this is so unity, he would say that every single person has a spark of divinity within them and we don't have a right to abuse that spark. Mm hmm. And yeah, that's another one of those where I have yeah. to pause and go, and I would go the next step and, and I don't have the right to abuse my own. Mm. Bringing then, it home. You know, <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry. Yeah. But, um, but so, you know, coming that it's good to be alive piece is that, so what am I doing to, um, you know, it, 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 and it's not just, I don't have a right to abuse that spark. Uh, also, you know, I don't have a right to ignore it or to not acknowledge it. Like you just like the, the beginning of the show, right? Mm -hmm, I didn't mm -hmm. know you had that experience in homiletics. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember some pieces of it and I remember, you know, um, I, partly I remember it because that was my experience with homiletics. The very first homiletics class I sat in, I sat in the back row and cried because uh -huh. you were going to make me get up in front. Not only, you know, in being overweight, the, the thing you always try to do is to not have people look at you. Mm -hmm. So not only are you going to stick me at the front of the room and have people look at me, but then you're going to put a microphone in my hand, mm -hmm. like, uh, uh, you know, and I, I was literally sitting in the back of the room crying because I, mm. it touched every, every wound that had yet to be healed around, you know, all abusing my own spark of divinity and mm -hmm. others, you know, and having to touch that. And so that was a, you know, coming to life, um, you know, going through, you know, I had several homiletics classes, but, but very, you know, similar to how you described yours was someone, um, someone else could see it and someone else didn't abuse it, but actually called it out. Yes. Um, oh, so beautiful. When we can, yeah, when we can do that for each other, to hold yeah. that space and, and create the safety and assurance and um hold the high watch right for each other so that we yeah, can yeah and it's, and 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 uh, you know it's not i think sometimes we get a little confused or maybe a little overwhelmed by the idea of you know acknowledging or you know that spark of divinity in another or or you know it's not even just a spark like a raisin in a bun it's you are divine right mm -hmm. so it's and I think we get a little overwhelmed, like we're supposed to do something really big or really special or, you know, the right and perfect moment to, you know, to share something. And those are all true. I just think in our everyday life, um, you know, there are 
things you can do, like like look someone in the eye, you know, a stranger, mm-hmm. like just to look someone in the eye and to and to you know within myself acknowledge that this human in front of me, um, you know, that there is this human in front of me. There is life, you know, this life standing in front of me. Um, and it doesn't even have to be more than that. Just the, the looking someone in the eye, the, um, whatever we do to kind of get out of our own little bubble, um, and see how we're connected. One of the, you know, one of the things that I'll do, uh, and I do this with students is pick up anything that's sitting in front of you in your desk, right? So one of the things that could, that's one of the easiest ways, and this is a, a practice of mine that is a, it's good to be alive because it reminds me of life everywhere is I'll pick up a plastic pen and now look at the life cycle of that plastic pen. How much life went into getting that pen to be on my desk in this moment? Well, in part it's start, you know, and there's a million different tentacles to that question Mm -hmm. because there's people that actually made the, you know, the forms that plastic gets poured into to make the shape of the pen. And, you know, if there's a little rubber, some kind of rubber thing around it for your softness of your fingers or mm-hmm. the ink and the little stubby that goes inside it. But even taking <laughs> I even love further, your technical terms about the anatomy of a pen. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. Time to fly. Right? Yeah. But even like plastic, plastic is made from oil, mm-hmm. right? So there's somewhere somebody is drilling oil. And so now all of a sudden I'm connected to earth or I'm connected to the person that's you know, driving the oil rig or, you know, who's the, the iron worker that's making the 55 gallon drum or who's the, and it's just a, and it's, it's really, it can be, doesn't have to be long. Just pick up anything in front of you on your desk, you know, your coffee mug, your computer, your pen, your um, potato chips, you know, your apple and look at its life cycle. Like how did it come to be in front of me in this moment? And all of a sudden you're like, Wow, life got a whole lot different. And what I experience is it's good to be alive. Like it just takes me out of me. Yes. Yes, it brings that grand picture together. Yeah. Um, you're familiar with Peter Rollins mm-hmm. and uh, his work, Atheism for Lent. I know that you've done yes. that practice. And so yes. I don't know if you know, though, I'm taking, um, I'm taking my community through it. UCOP for Lent, we're doing it. And um, it's outrageous. Atheism it is outrageous. So trying on yeah. different things. And so right now in this week, we're doing that move from mysticism to materialism, which is right on par with what you're talking about. And that's the idea that um, we, you know, rather than projecting the best of who we are onto to God, onto this God idea that... Um, which, you know, the mystics talk about the God beyond the God, but the materials, their response is like, oh, that's fine. You can have your, your God beyond God, uh, beyond comprehension. But what matters is what we experience here on earth. Can we take, like we've sort of created this bank account that is our God idea of the best of what humanity can be. Can we withdraw our deposits <laughs> and bring that, that, ideal and the best of who we can be into our own lives, into our being, into our behavior and our practices. And so then like communion, um, the bread and the wine become food and, and drink for 
um, those who are hungry and, and have yeah. the, the water the baptism becomes, you know, water for those who have no drinking water and, and that it's what, you know, that that's the real meat of religion is how we actually practice in community and connection and that self-awareness is really linked to other awareness because we only can gain true self-awareness by how we are observed by another. So when I, I know you and I know you have an idea of me, therefore I see myself. Mm. And so it's like this whole, um, it, you know, it feels actually like, and so the brand of atheism, that the piece that is atheism is saying that it's not about the God as supreme being, that it's about our, who we are as our own um, sense of humanity at its best. So, so that theology becomes anthropology and, yeah. um, yeah, but, you know, it sounds a lot like Jesus, right? I've not come to abolish the law, but rather to fulfill it. And it's like, okay, with your laws and your rules and your religious whatevers, but there's someone here who needs to be healed. And yeah, I know it's the Sabbath. I'm going to heal this person, you know, that it's in that activity. And even like Fillmore and Unity, that practical Christianity. Um, so it feels very safe and familiar to us. Like it's really not atheism. We're just living out our own divinity, but um, it's, yeah. it's a lot to chew on because it causes me to think of like, what am I, what am I casting off as impossible for me? But, but it's, it's true for God and God's perfection is this, but it's out of reach for me. Um, if I can see it and project it onto God, then it is in me. So, so I have to reclaim that and take responsibility for, well, actually, yes, that's me. And I can do this <laughs> kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. It's own. it's, we are, um, Fillmore said that God is individually formed in the consciousness of each person. So, you know, we individually form God in our consciousness. And so, you know, that may need a little, um, software upgrade, and we also need to pause and say, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. You know, what is God formed in my consciousness? And then be mirroring that, being that, being that, you know, if we say there's one presence and one power, there's one divine idea from which all divine ideas, you know, emanate. And so we're th that, we are that divine idea in our unique, you know, form and um, and we get to to be that and and act that and um, contribute that and you know see it in the mirror kind of thing. It's not it you know we we're good at espousing principle, um, mm -hmm. but it's not always easy to live. Right. Um, that's what it means to be alive for me. Life giving, life affirming. Yeah action and belief and yeah 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 i'm sort of like it's like that <laughs> i know it, this what i'm about to say irritates people often but <laughs> um you know when we say well you know i'm sending you love and light and and there are moments i have you know inside myself where yes absolutely full on and is that coming with a side helping of solidarity and action and <laughs> right um, you know, being, being that in the world. Otherwise it's just, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a complete, it's feel, it has a sense of incompleteness to me. And it, and, you know, is that being, how alive am I being? Can I be more alive? Really? Mm. 
I love it. Uh, oh, that's I a good the, question. I want the side. I want the side helping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Bring your love and light. Be your love and light. Send Be your it. love and light. And yes. please make sure it has a side helping of being in action and justice and mercy and love and yeah. For me, that's justice, life. mercy, love, all those good things, all of those ideals. I was yep. sort of always chasing after them. And um, when we give them feet, when we give put them to action, that's how we yeah. experience. You don't them. have to, yeah. You don't have to chase them anymore. You just you you be it. Um, we just have to also learn how to be that, knowing we may not see the fruits of our labor. All right. So it's you know you can plant a date tree, but you may not live long enough to actually eat the dates off the tree. But are you still willing to plant the tree? Mm-hmm. That's our yes. Work. Oh, that's great. That that reminds me of an analogy that Peter Rollins uses. Um, that you know we can imagine. Speaking of eating, <laughs> we can imagine a perfectly prepared meal, but you can't taste that. Like you can't actually eat that, consume that. You know, it becomes right. imagine. Imagine. You know, it's just in the imagination, and and so it's you know yep. the same way we can imagine all the best of humanity as a God or whatever we want to call it. Um, but you know, thoughts and prayers, it's, you can't experience that unless it's put to action. So we bring it out. Yeah. He saw John Lewis saw the, um, he said, it's already here. The community you want is already here. Mm -hmm. You just have to act into it. And I thought, you're like a unity person. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, you know, and that's what he meant, that it's already here, like in consciousness. Mm-hmm. We just have to act into it. We have to sort of catch up. <laughs> um, yeah, believe it, right? Stop chasing yeah. the, the greener grass or yes, you know, whatever. Yes. Stop stop yeah. finding the imperfections as um, roadblocks, right. but just embracing them and, and and living into it. That's so beautiful. It's already here. The kingdom of God, yep. right? Kingdom of heaven is already here. Yeah, it's unfolding. Mm-hmm. It's un- it's unfolding. That had Jesus had here's a here's a big theological phrase for our listeners. Uh, it, it called a, a realizing eschatology, mm-hmm. and what that meant was that the kingdom is always unfolding. So it's always emerging. It's always unfolding. Um, it's not a destination. The reason it's always unfolding is because it's based on our consciousness. So, so the kingdom of heaven um, is uh, is is always right here. We just have this thought, this uh, illusion that it's supposed to look some kind of perfect, great green grass, fabulous kind of way. No, the kingdom is what's unfolding right now. It's what you're in because it comes from the, our own awareness, our own level of consciousness. I just got a big smile on my face, you know. <laughs> Because like this is it, like embrace it, and and you know for those who are suffering, like in actively suffering in whatever way, so many ways that we as humans suffer, um, you know it putting the action to that takes takes the Pollyanna out. As you know, our our friend Faith Rivera says, Pollyanna with boots on, you know, is that 
you you can keep your head into the in the ideal and your heart in the ideal, but you got to keep your boots on and, and stay grounded and right. and and move it and put it into action and and it takes you know a fortitude for that a certain strength yes. and um, resilience we are endurance absolutely yeah we are fully human and we are fully divine and we we work them both yeah. That's how we know God is through our humanity. Mm. Yes. I mean, to me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that's that's the beauty. That's the, the good to be alive moments, right? When we, yes. the knowing of the divine, the knowing of each other, and the, and, and the knowing that that's actually the same thing. Right. I got, March 7th is also the day I, I got clean 32 years ago, and and in that moment when I, you know, that surrender moment, I knew it was like dark, you know, humanity and living in addiction is dark. And yet I knew on that first day, you know, saying yes to getting clean at the same time, I knew that this was life, that it was good to be alive. Mm-hmm. I had no idea, you know, where you're going to live, where you're going to eat, like all of those things, no clue, but I knew it was good to be alive because I had a, a fighting chance. Yes. Life-giving. You made a life-giving decision. Yep. Yeah. I do it every day. So glad you did. So glad you do. Thank you. Me too. Yeah. Uh, thank you for, for being my friend on this journey, for being my colleague, You're for welcome. being amazing you, and um, and for saying yes to coming on to the show. It's always fun to just hang out with you. Oh my gosh, and that music tells me that our time is done. So this it completes is. our our three-part series. With okay. and Seated, sitting. I'm going to say it one more time. Sitting at the feet of the master, known <laughs> as Reverend Kelly Isla, my friend, my colleague. Thank you all for joining us. Until next time, tune in and tune up in spirit. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.